Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. You have to be willing to shoot the hostage. Because if you're not willing to shoot the hostage, it's never going to play out the way it's supposed to. Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977 and currently living through the summer of my allergy nightmare. Jenny? And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974, and I don't understand why my sister doesn't visit a doctor and use science to solve her problem. <laughs> I hate you. Because <laughs> it's so simple to just go to a doctor. Like, first of all, I've been to an allergist. I'm allergic allergy to grass shots. and trees, and I live Get in the middle of Get allergy shots. Them. Get allergy shots. Okay, I want to say something. I have never had my allergies this bad for this long. I think it's the weird drought that we're in. What? Are we in a drought, though? It just rained We're in a drought. Didn't it rain there yesterday? It rained the other day a tiny, tiny bit. My grass is brown. Everything is dead out there. Wow. Okay. Whatever. It's so cool. crazy because I'm still reading that book about the Dust Bowl, and I'm like, just have Stop a reading lot of anxiety. It. Read, read, <laughs> read a book about the monsoons. I'm going to read a book about floods. By the way, thank you to the Mimis who keep sharing some wild weather, weather pictures. Is that we are why? here for that. We love it. Keep them coming. You find severe weather, you send it to us. Guys, you're going to have to bear with me. I'm doing the best I can. I've done nasal spray, Claritin, Benadryl. I mean, it's just here. And we're recording two episodes today, so you're going to get me back to back, two weeks in a row, all stuffed up. So enjoy it. Hopefully by the time Chicago airs, though, next week for you guys, my allergies are gone, and we've had rain, and my yard comes alive again. Hopefully. Jenny, today... Okay, first of all, not only am I suffering, but I am enraged with the quality of these episodes. Uh, first of all, are we talking about these episodes? Like yeah, two? we're just... I just said it. I just said we're I doing wasn't two in a row. <laughs> we're pulling the <laughs> curtain back. You're seeing how the sausage is made. Jenny's going to be away next week, so we're recording, recording so, two... And my rage is going to carry through to both. Not only the two of these were they, like, bad in quality, but they were so different in style and tone. Like, it's like there's no consistency at all happening at this point in time in Little House. No. Michael Landon is just phoning it in. Phoning off, it in. Kind of like Dogging around right with the makeup artist. He kind of like what I'm doing in this podcast. <laughs> 
All right, Jenny. So today's episode is Little House on the Prairie, season eight, episode five. What are you? Are you on crack? <laughs> seven, episode seven, The Legend of Black Jake. All right. Give us a description for The Legend of Black Jake, which is probably the third dumbest episode I've ever seen. A pair of bumbling crooks kidnap Nels and hold him for ransom. However, Mrs. Olson refuses to pay the $100 ransom required to free her husband, which would be, folks, $2,500 today. So Nels describes, decides to work with the crooks to get his revenge. In the process, nearly everyone in Walnut Grove finds themselves on the wrong side of the criminals. I have a crush on one of the robbers. You do? Oh, the one that kind of looks like Kevin Spacey? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. Okay, Jen, we open on like two very stereotypical 19th century bank robbers. Like, this is, can't get can more... I just say that this is written by Chris Abbott? Good job, dude. And directed by Michael Landon. Chris Abbott, go fuck yourself. This guy, I think he wrote a decent episode. Now it's all shit. Yeah, he did. He did. So their names are Georgie and Max, and they seem like idiots. And we have this little scene in the beginning where they walk themselves right into a police wagon and get locked up. I have an index card. Jesus Christ. Okay. Where did the, the, they say paddy wagon like 600 times. So I'm like, where did that term come from? I know, not very exciting, but stay with me. Is it padded because they used to throw crazy people in there? No, but that's a good guess. It'd probably be the padded wagon, not the paddy wagon though. Can you take a guess of where, where they think it could have come from? I feel like it has Irish descent. Yep. Yeah. The precise origin of the term is uncertain and disputed, but there are two theories. So, like, maybe we just pick the one and then change the Wikipedia page to, like, reflect it. Yeah, really. (laughs) Why not? Why not? Like, we don't have any real, like, processes in this country anymore for, like, deciding things. So, theory number one, paddy wagon was simply a shortening of patrol wagon. That's boring. I don't like that. Okay. Theory number two. In the U.S., Paddy was a common Irish shortening of Padrick, Patrick in Old English, which is an ethnic slur <laughs> to refer to Irish people. Over half the people arrested in New York in the 19, or 1840s and 1850s were Irish. So I like how it's going with a term like, oh, well, they were the ones arrested, so they were the criminals. Like, not that there was profiling going on, right? Right, of course. Yes, right, yes. which is always what is, like... Gee, the Irish people are committing all the they crimes. They just commit more crimes. No, yeah. no, nope. no. The system's we're rigged. Just, we yeah, see this. We're watching for it. You know, over and over again. So police, so the police, because half the people arrested were Irish, the police vans were dubbed paddy wagons. Wow, that's super racist. Okay. I mean, is it racist? It's, it's biased. It's, it's bigot. It's it's yeah it's not it's not good it's not it's not good let's go from there and and jenny and i are the queens of what is appropriate after last week's gambini episode it's classist for sure because a lot of of the irish at that time were like the working class Oh, we got to go out and get the Irish in the paddy wagon. <laughs> I think the police were Irish too, though. That's the effed up part. My Irish accent sounds like my Italian. Can't do it. You should not do accents ever. I, I'm terrible at them, right? I could never be an actor or actress. <laughs> For the half of our audience that has left after the Gambini episode. <laughs> I know that was pretty Spare bad. Spare them. Okay. Spare them a new accent. 
All right, Jenny. So we learned this is like the 10th time these people have been caught. So they're like, we need to rethink our strategy. And then we get some kind of knockoff dollar store Star Wars scroll. Yeah, what was that? That says they've been thinking for 10 years or 12, 12 years, years or something. Yeah. What the fuck? I, like, the, this is, it, it, it sets up like some kind of folly. I know. Right? I just wrote, maybe they ran into Johnny Cash and learned about a town full of real suckers. Uh, well, obviously. I mean, <laughs> this is unwatchable. I just wrote this is unwatchable and it's like two minutes in. Guys, it's really bad. Um, just listen to our coverage. You don't need to watch it. We don't want that for you. You yeah, don't, don't have to. So now we see these two idiots head into Walnut Grove and they're rehashing all their mistakes and they're on like this little mule together. It's a donkey, come... but okay. Oh, it is a donkey. I'm sorry. Yeah. They come across a sign for uh, Walnut Grove and Max, who seems to be the brains of this operation, and that's not saying much, is like, I think Lefty's hideout is right outside of Walnut Grove. So Lefty's hideout is an old deserted mine shaft. Right outside of Walnut Grove. I feel like Lefty's Hideout, the deserted mineshaft, is something you have to find in Zelda. Yeah, that's... Oh my god, that would be fun. Or or Worlds of Warcraft. That's like where you could like buy supplies. Maybe. I'm playing that again. Are you? A little bit, yeah. I might play Baldur's Gate, the new one. Timmy was playing the new Diablo, which is mobile. Diablo 3? No. There's like a mobile. Oh, is, like oh a, okay, okay. Like on the like iPad. A, is it MMORPG or whatever? Yep, very good. Anna. Um, he didn't like it though. He said it's very pay to play, pay to win. Well, to there's that, mm-hmm. and like I didn't even like the last versions of. <laughs> this is riveting for people. I didn't even like the last version of Diablo. Like I think it's Diablo three. Yeah, on the computer because it's just too prescribed. You know yes. what I mean? Like, it's like you just go through this story in this very specific way. Like, the one thing I liked about Baldur's Gate, the original, and I don't know if this is going to happen with the new one, is it was so open-ended. Like, you can make that game really different depending on how you played it. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I've also been playing Caesar 3. I love me some Caesar 3. You never get, Caesar 3 never gets old. You know what's a game that you would probably like if you like Caesar 3? Are you is Are you on Windows on on uh steam yeah it's called banished you would love it it's like you get 30 people and you have to start a civilization it's like really good graphics and like you can pick the map and like oh i'm gonna write that down riveting for people you would love it (laughs) banished (laughs) oh i have i have a tv recommendation for people that they might care about so these video games trust me this is more riveting than the episode go ahead yeah absolutely um severed have you watched that Yes, with Adam Se- Scott. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Severance. With Adam Scott. Yeah, it's so good. Did you, did you love it? We didn't make it through the whole thing. Oh my god, why? I don't I don't remember. It's so good. It's very you sci-fi. We started Here's what we did wrong. We started watching it when it was being released every week. Oh, no, you can't. And then you we just dropped that. off. You got to yeah. binge that cuz it's too like you kind of have to like watch it in a row cuz it's very it's very deep and detailed. It, I thought it was so good. Very, very good. Okay. We ready? Yeah, I guess. Can we just, like, talk about other things? <laughs> like, and then end it at, like, 40 minutes and then just be like, yeah, there was that episode. 
Guys, their plan is to hit Walnut Grove, then Sleepy Eye, then Mankato. So they start by casing out Olsen's. But they make the dire mistake of casing the joint while Charles is there. Now, I thought Charles was going to do something here, but he didn't. Yeah, he does not. He just looked good. So Nels is getting ready to go fishing, and he has this lure he calls pure gold. And he tells yeah. Charles, this pure gold is his little secret, and it works like crazy. And as they're walking outside, they're talking about this. Like, pure, my gold, my pure gold. I have a question, though. Yes. Is the thing actually made of gold? I think so. Okay. I mean, it's tiny. I just have, this is a dipshit script. <laughs> These idiots overhear this, and they follow Nels, and they end up holding him for ransom. They it's ca- so, okay, so dumb. Nels gets carjacked by people on a donkey. <laughs> Nels gets carjacked. First of all, he gets beaten out to the lake. Like, like in other words, they beat him there. On a donkey. On a donkey. And he's in a wagon. Doesn't make sense. At Harriet's, she's chilling in her rocking chair when a brick or a rock flies <laughs> through the window and lands in her foot bath. And somehow, despite the note being soaked, she's able to read it. She's able to read it. Yep. Nels is being held for ransom for $100, and we get this weird zany sound effect like, Meow. and she falls backwards in her chair. That was a good imitation of it. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, she falls this backwards. This is like giving somebody a ransom note for $2,500. What are you doing? Like, ransoms are like $100,000. Like I would pay $2,500 to recover just about anybody except you, Jenny. No, okay. <laughs> I'd I feel like, I, I don't have it. <laughs> so, I don't even want to keep going, but I'm going to. <laughs> she comes to, and for some reason, Doc Baker and Nancy are there in her living room, which makes sense. But Charles and Carolyn are there. Yeah, I don't know why Charles and Carolyn are there. That's weird. Charles tells her, oh my God, Nels has been kidnapped. We need to get the $100 together. So you get it. And I'll I'll take this money out to this hollow log for you. Now, Jenny, you've watched enough crime shows. How could they have solved this in five minutes? Um, They could have just sent the police out there to beat up the people and they come to get the money. No, you send somebody to watch the pickup. Yeah. And then once Harriet leaves, you know these idiots are going to come to pick it up. Yeah, and then you beat them up. And then you grab them and arrest them. But that's what I... Well, how did I say anything different? Mm, I feel like you wanted the cops to bring the ransom out there. No. Well, Harriet brings the ransom, but, like, someone's there to beat up the people when they show up because you know where they're going to be. They're telling you where they're going to be. This is so stupid. And why my man Charles didn't think about this, I have no idea. Anyway... It doesn't matter who brings the ransom though at the end of at the end of the day because they're gonna come and pick it up. Exactly. So Harriet's like, I'm gonna do it. It's my money. I'll do it. I'll Suspect. do it. I just wrote, don't trust sus, her. Sus, don't sus, trust sus. her. Yep. So now we see Harriet heading over to the hollow log, and the robbers are watching her, and they don't even wait, Jenny, till she's out of earshot to can run just, to pick up the money. Can we discuss that the Olsons have been attacked by ransomware? <laughs> <laughs> what they find is a note from Harriet saying, nope. Fuck off. Fuck, Fuck off. off. Not going to pay the ransom, motherfuckers. Bad enough I'm going to lose my husband. I'm not losing a hundred bucks. 
Wow. Again, this is only like $2,500. It's not like they're asking for a million dollars. It's baller. Okay. So Max says they're going to send another more threatening note. So now we see Harriet delivering her response again. Don't they ask for half the ransom? No, I think they ask for a ransom or they're going to kill him. Oh, I thought they asked oh, for yes, 50 bucks. Oh, yes, yes. I think they do ask for 50 bucks. <laughs> no, it's just one on sale. But she wrote, she wrote, not one red cent for swindlers. Please give my love to Nels. Nels is like beside <laughs> himself at this point. He's, He's ready to kill her. He hates her guts. Again, why are you in this relationship, Nels? Go back to that Irish boarding house with Molly McGee or whatever. Yes, please. Nels is pissed and says, you know what, robbers? I'm going to help you get that money out of this woman. Well, this just proves that if you're going to hold somebody hostage, uh, Gen X pro tip, <laughs> if you're going to hold somebody hostage, <laughs> you have to be willing to shoot the hostage. Because if you're not willing you, to shoot the hostage, it's never going to play out the way it's supposed to. If you can't pull that trigger, <laughs> don't literally, then don't metaphorically pull the trigger. Right, you got to be willing to do it. <laughs> you got to be willing to do it. Nels is pissed and he says... I'll help you get the money because I want to live, but I'm also really angry. And yeah. why Nels thought for two seconds these idiots would kill him, I have no idea. But whatever. I know. Now we see Willie and Nancy, and they're running over to the bank where new banker, new banker, Mr. Anderson banker. is living. They Can we need... discuss that they just roll in and like they're like, we need more ransom money? <laughs> like this, yeah. The bank's just like, oh yeah, well, we can open your account and give you more ransom money. And apparently... Mr. Anderson knows that Harriet never sent any ransom money. And he's yeah, like, how, oh, she how didn't want to do that. How would you know that you, like, why would he know that she didn't take money out of her account? Is Harriet banging the banker? Mm, maybe. Okay. So he says, are you ready for this one, Jen? Number one, your mother never sent any money. And number two... She's the only one authorized to withdraw from her account. Wow. Baller. So now you're going to follow the rules. Like these children come in. They're literally like it's a matter of life and death. Their parents are kidnapped. This is just like a fucking bank. Isn't it? And they probably charged her late fee. (laughs) They probably charged her late fee while she was kidnapped. Is this Wells Fargo? Is this Wells Fargo? (laughs) They open an account with her name because they know she's kidnapped. So now we see Harriet with the kidnappers and she refuses food and says she'd rather starve. And of course they make a fat joke and say that starving would take a really long time for her. Wow. They can't let her go until their boss, Black Jake, says so. (laughs) And Black Jake, guys, is just Nels with a black hood on and a black coat. Can we just say Winoko Nels is back? Winoko Nels is back? Like a bastard. And how Harriet doesn't know that this is Nels is beyond me. And how Nels is going to torture his wife while she's kidnapped. Wow, dude. You got to yeah. really re-examine your relationship. <laughs> First of all, I can't imagine Timmy being okay with me being kidnapped. Even if I refuse to pay his ransom. First of all, Timmy would probably uh, appreciate that I failed to pay his ransom. Yeah, he'd be he'd like, be she like, shouldn't be spending that money. He'd be like, keep that money in our savings account. I'll get out of this somehow. But like the fact that he would then rope me into it, yeah, I don't think would ever happen. So they lie and they tell Harriet that Nels is dead. And then we hear, wee, 
And she faints again. Yep. Nancy and Willie are like, what the fuck are we going to do? Both of our parents are kidnapped. I have have a solution. Yes. You have access to a store. Okay. Go sell one thing or take money out of the register or, you know what I mean? Just just put a day's work in. Yeah, they literally have an entire store at their disposal. What do you mean you don't know what you're going to do? Whatever. So, I mean, Nancy, they're like 12. Willie knows better. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, Willie's distracted by eating. Yes, yes. Nancy spies some candy guns. And she's like, I got an idea. We're going to rob the bank. So instead of just working all day and collecting money, she's like, her plan is to commit a felony. We're going to rob the bank with this licorice gun. And then she gives Willie some good advice because he's like, they're going to know it's candy. She's like, just wave it around that crazy. She's like, you're good at that. No one's going to ask any questions. Anderson (laughs) will never know. Gen X pro tip. Just wave it around and act crazy. Gen X pro tip. You're going to rob someplace. You just, you know, go in with anything and we go around that crazy. Just go in with confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Mediocre white man confidence. (laughs) So then Harriet is drunk and the robbers leave to go outside and keep watch. And they tell Miles to keep an eye on her. He almost looks like he could be feeling some guilt about this, but instead he finds some, what does he find that he puts on his face? like flower or something but it was glowing no that's the film 
Because if oh, you notice, everybody's kind of glowing. It's like bad. it got flashed by light or something. Yeah. Um, what is Mel? What is Nell's motivation here? I don't know. Okay, thank you. I thought it was just me. Jen, I don't know anyone's <laughs> motivation here. Except the robbers. Right. They just want money. I get that. Like, how is Harriet, by being with them, going to get the money? Maybe he thought the kids were going to get the money. Maybe. Okay. So, Nels paints himself all white and acts like a ghost and tells her she's going to die. And she passes out again. I just have, this is some twisted shit. What the hell? This is so bizarre. Dark, Nels. Dark. (laughs) (laughs) The next day, Harriet's cooking for the robbers, and her food is really bad, and there's a bunch of jokes about that. Now, in in town, the bank is not open. How does Harriet not know that Black Jake and the ghost of Nels are dressed the same? I know. I know. Don't even. Don't even. Don't even. The continuity in this. Don't even. Not only is the bank not opening for some for some mysterious reason, but Willie ate the gun. <laughs> I love that kid. So the robbers have Mr. Anderson and they want the other key to the bank, but no one else, no one else has another key. Okay. Suddenly Anderson starts grabbing his chest and wheezing and he's having a heart attack, so they have to go kidnap Doc Baker. Right, cuz they kidnapped Anderson. You cover that. Yep. Yeah, so this escalated quickly. Now they got to kidnap Baker. There was a funny moment when they're going into town and Harriet goes, can you kidnap Carolyn Ingalls? Yes. Because she's a much better (laughs) cook than I am. Oh, that was so good. I love that. So now we see at church, they're having a meeting about this. They're literally having a meeting about Nels and Harriet being kidnapped. Yeah. People are disappearing from town and they're having a meeting. You know what's the problem too, Jenny? Like, there's a disconnect here because like Charles is trying to act so upset and serious, but like there's so much humor and like vaudevilleness on the, the side of the robbers. It's like a vaudevilleness, and I feel like there was that in the last episode too, or in the next episode too. In the Gambini, <laughs> or no, in the, Gamb- the the previous. I don't even know what episode we're on. The previous episode, yeah. Can't be. Like, there's this vaudevilleness to it all of a sudden. Like, did he go see a vaudeville show and then <laughs> get inspired? It's garbage. I have no idea what he's doing. I have no idea what he's doing. So they're they're having this meeting, and we learn that Rev is with Baker, which means they're both kidnapped. And I just wrote, "Dear God, that's Dear all." Dear God. We well, they, I love when they go to Rev's place and it's all bang, it's all trashed. Like, I just tried to imagine what was going on in there when they were, like, beating up Rev and trying to kidnap him. So, at this point, half of the town is our hostages. Also, like, the whole board is basically kidnapped. Like, isn't it just Charles left? Yes. So, basically, he's a tyrant now. Like, he's a dictator. <laughs> so, Doc and Rev arrive at the hideout, and the robbers are like, great, if the Doc can't cure him, he can't, spoiler alert, then the Rev could read him his final rights. Baker looks at Anderson. He's like, he just had an asthma attack. It's fine. Yep. So outside, Nels is having like a meeting with the robbers. And they're like, you're not giving us good advice, dude. Like now we have six hostages in there we have to feed. Right. Like, how is this happening? So Nels is like, idiots, you have the banker here with the key. Just take the key from him and go rob the bank. Yeah. 
So we see them, instead of them going to rob the bank, they're sending... Why would you do that? Doc and Rev. Why would you do that? Well, they're, think- they're, their theory is like, no one will notice if they're unlocking the bank. But they're going to go down there and get a bunch of people and come up here and attack you. Yeah. <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Look, they're going to tell the only person they need to tell, Charles. Oh, God. Boom. Done. Okay. So, at the little house, Charles is installing a lock, and Carolyn is super upset. We've never had to have a lock, and Charles is even like, look, we'll just get rid of this fucking lock. The minute yeah. all this hostage situation is over, we'll take the locks <laughs> off our door. Charles and Jen, guess who's there? Hey, everybody, I'm an idiot. No, He's there. He's there. This hey, is Charles everybody, I'm not my wife. Hey, everybody, take me hostage. Are you done? Okay. Yeah, it's out of my sister. <laughs> um, this is Charles Ryder Die. This is the state of things. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm a terrible Ryder Die. Don't pick me. All right, so the kids get in the house and they lock the door and their guard and Charles and hey everybody, it's Manly are gonna go rob or guard the bank. Okay. Yep. And I'm like, so first, oh sweet, maybe Charles will shoot Rev. <laughs> but Jenny, how do they get inside the bank? Or more ironically, Doc. Yeah. How do they get in the? How do they get in there? Clearly, there's Unclear. another key. Unclear. Okay, so. The robbers head in, and it's really Doc and Rev now in the greatest scene. This is great. (laughs) Rivaled. This is a close second to Bully Boys. A close second. Is it, though? When they're they're beating each other up in church. Come on. (laughs) No, that's what I'm saying. This is a second to Bully Boys. Nothing will top Bully Boys. Okay, so... Rev and Doc break into the bank. Charles and Manly start pummeling them. Charles, <laughs> Charles is tackles them. Pummeling Rev. Punch, <laughs> punch, punch, punch. And I'm screaming with glee. <laughs> <laughs> because they have hoods on, guys. So, you know. Well, All of right. course, of course, like Doc is just like brushed up a little bit and he gets up and he's totally fine. I'm like, because Charles beat up Rev, he's like almost dead. Well, did you see Manly <laughs> punch Doc out and he flew across the room? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rev is out cold. He yeah. finally comes to and he's really shaken up. And Baker has already filled them in on everything. So they know. I love he- how Baker it doesn't even examine Rev. <laughs> like, no. doesn't, he's like, you okay, buddy? Like, dude, you're a doctor. <laughs> you're a doctor. And a senior citizen has just been beaten in front of <laughs> And he has memory loss, and you're not even examining him. <laughs> That's the way he examines him. Are you okay, bud? You yeah, good? good? Okay, so they decide... They're going to swap clothes. Here we go with another swap clothes. Now, don't forget, you're expecting me to believe. So, Manly is wearing Rev's outfit. Okay? Yeah, right. You expect me to believe that not only is Rev the same size as Johnny Cash, let's not forget, he was able to slip into his clothes, (laughs) but also Manly. So, that those three men are the same size and build. 
This would be like me putting on like the rocks, like workout gear and like walking into his gym and thinking people would be fooled by that. Yes. So they're going to do this and they're going to, of course, Manly and Charles are going to infiltrate the hideout where there's now like 10 hostages. Okay. So Doc warns them about Black Jake. He's like, He's the obvious leader, so like, be careful. He's obviously dangerous. Yes. So Rev and Doc for they—they're supposed to wait outside with the gun, but guess what, Jen? They, they forgot, forgot the gun. gun. And this is when Rev says, "I didn't take the gun because the Bible is my weapon." Oh, Jesus! Oh, how that's okay. all playing out now. All right. How you how you beating down those robbers with that Bible? And then when I realized Charles and Manly are there, I was just like, "They're never gonna keep Charles as a hostage." How's that going to No! He'll bite and scratch his way out if he has to. (laughs) Amy style. That's what I'd be doing. So, inside, the fake money has been handed over. And now they realize there's... Okay, so, outside, uh, one of the robbers, the cute one, catches Rev and Doc. And he's like, oh, you're back. Okay, let's go inside. Great. Great. Awesome. Yeah. But inside... The other robber, the dumb one, has Charles and Manly, but with their hoods on, in there. Yeah. Thinking that they are Doc and Rev. And why, why, like, the only reason to wear a hood is to hide your identity. If you're back at the thing, why do you still have the hood on? Suspect. Yeah, these Don't robbers are idiots. robbers. Yeah. So, it's revealed, and they tie everyone together, and the robbers and Nels reconvene. They're like, we gotta do something. Because Nels here. is now part of this gang, apparently. No. Or yes, he is. So Max has a quick convo with God about having some good luck. God, hey God, can you give me can, some good luck here? Can I get some good luck while um, you know, outlawing? <laughs> they confess to Nels that they're failures. And then they're they're like, there's only one thing we could do. And Nels is like, oh my god, he's gonna murder they're gonna murder but everybody. I, okay, so Nels is kinda like, oh my god, but also seems slightly excited. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Nels would want Charles dead? No way. Oh, although then Carolyn would be open season. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, you get rid of Harriet. He gave rid of Rev. Doc. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think he was a little excited. So the burglars are like, no, guess what? We need to run away. So they free the hostages. So now we see the hostages returning and Charles, you know, still in Doc's clothes. I I don't know how that's happening. And everyone thinks Nels is dead. And Harriet and the kids mope back to the store. This was Nels' chance to run off. Nels had faked his death. Yeah, totally. I mean, he literally could have started... How many many shows have we seen where this has happened? Where some idiot... Some idiot fakes their death. I'm watching one now. This idiot faked their death. It's it's on Netflix. It's like a it's murder show. It's gotta be really hard to fake your death now. But this idiot fakes their death and they stay in the town or they move like one town over. Yeah. Go to like another what? country. Go halfway around the world. Yes. What are you doing? Especially now. Especially now. Okay. So they think Nels is dead. They're like, okay. Dad's dead. Father's dead. Right, so they head back on. to the store and Nels appears and Harriet and Nancy both faint. And I think Nels is going to pretend he was fishing the whole time. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. They, I don't think he ever says what happened. 
No, so they just don't even ask? I guess not. And we see Max and Georgie ride off into the sunset. This is the worst show I've ever seen. Yeah, pretty close. And we've watched some real stinkers. Except the next one is probably worse. Oh, I think this one's worse. Mm. Nothing happens in the next one. True. All right, Jenny. Um, new segment alert. What is Michael Landon's moral compass trying to teach us here? Um, to the not, Bible's your only weapon? To not pursue a life of crime? Yeah, and to use the Bible as your weapon if you there do. You Whose fault is this? Nell's. Yeah, hundred percent. By him joining that gang, like it turned into a whole thing. <laughs> oh, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch or the original. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this piece of shit? My why is this is so I'm I don't remember this. Thank God, it was unmemorable. Um, this is why you should never have single points of failure. So this is something in technology that is a principle. Where, like, not only one person should have the key to the bank. Not only one person should be able to draw funds out of Harriet's account. Like, you don't want right. one thing that could cause everything to fail. Correct. That's fine. Yep. Just yep. some technical advice when you're building your, your system. And if you are the only one who has access to all your banking, no. just, you know, put the password somewhere yeah. so that somebody can recover it if well, you're dead. but... I mean, but there's systems in place to avoid this now, right? So there's beneficiaries that are named if you're dead. Yes. So like then it would give yes. access to a new person. For example, I'm getting a buttload of money if Jenny dies. Oh, if I go down on a plane while I'm at work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just let me know your flight number next time. If it's personal travel, forget it. But okay. if it's work travel. Okay. Um, Jenny, I have, this is why we thought it was perfect. And we've, we've talked about this already, but this is why we thought it was perfectly entertaining and cute to stay in a super toxic marriage. Yep. That's true. Good point. Like it's, it's okay. You know, it's, oh, isn't it funny? Like that Nels and Harriet are always trying to kill each other. Isn't that adorable? Well, there's still, there's still that, um, there's, there's still that dynamic though with this whole, like. Um, man cave because I don't want like my husband in the space I live in and like you know there's still this like oh out with the girls drinking wine to bitch about the husband or like you know what I mean like there's still this like support toxic relationships we're all in it together kind of thing which is insane see I, I actually think the opposite I think there's a new embracing of we need our separate spaces and our separate time yeah, but I don't like the context in any relationship. That it's, but I don't like the context that it's in. It's very you don't like gendered. the way it's framed. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. like I think yeah. that that idea of like, I mean, having your own. I'm a proponent of having your own bedrooms. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. I think that would be amazing. And then like you can always choose to sleep together as much as you want. But like you have that space to like get a good night's sleep or read a book or watch different TV or like whatever. Yeah. Like I'm a huge yep. proponent of having your own space. I think I don't like my own sleeping space. Not a proponent. Why? I like to sleep next to Timmy. Yeah, but you could if you want to. And this is the thing, okay? This is, we all need to take a bigger global lesson from this. I prefer to sleep with Timmy. That's okay. Jenny prefers her own room. That's okay. Yeah. I'm not telling Jenny just because I don't like that, that she can't do that. And she's not telling me the same. I mean, we all have to take a lesson to that. 
Yep, we all fly our own flags. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Having your own, like whether that's like a workshop or a studio or a garage or like you know mm-hmm. wherever you do your thing or a bedroom, like what? Okay, that that's a weird reference, but like if you're sleeping, <laughs> like wherever you do your thing, you know, yep. like having your own space, I think is is very beneficial for all relationships. But it's just this idea of like. You know, like, I'm going to go off with the girls and bitch about my husband. And I'm going to go off with the guys and bitch about my wife. Like, I just think that's a bad. Like, not that you can't talk to your friends about what's going on in your relationship and you should. It's just, it's just the whole flavor of it. That's like, I agree to me. I agree. All right, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what we're doing next? We're doing right now. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Let's pretend we're not and tell everyone what we're doing next. Season eight, episode eight, Chicago. Charles travels to Chicago to comfort a deeply grieving Mr. Edwards, whose son, John Jr., has died in a tragic accident. But the grief soon gives way to rage when it becomes apparent that John's death was no accident. All right, guys. So if you haven't already, consider joining our Patreon. We re- Last week, we re-released something from the archives, Class Action Park, for summer. So we'll do that maybe once or twice a year just to uh, give you guys an idea of what we're doing over there. Um, so if you haven't already, link is in the show notes. Hop over there and support us. We greatly appreciate it. Leave us a review. Join our Facebook group. And we really appreciate you guys. So thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.